Hey now. Let that one play for a little bit. Two minutes and 45 seconds in. We had to get to that Ghostbusters-esque theme with the little keyboard there. I'm going to pause this real quick. All right, and I'm back. Just had to stop the uh, double recording. My computer can't handle it. Also, my phone can't handle going on Snapchat while I play a song for my fucking podcast. If you heard <laughs> if you heard uh, the song break up in the middle of it, there was like a little bit of an interruption. Um, it was because I was checking a Snapchat. That's how, that's how bad my attention span is sometimes. Jesus. Um, anyways, welcome. This is content for the cultured. I don't even know what episode this is. If I had to guess, I would say 16. Um, let's, let's see here. And also the intro, Hey now, you'll get that. That's going to come, uh, that's going to come full circle with a show I'm going to talk about at the end. Um, and it, it's also related to a lot of radio and podcasting I've been listening to lately. So I'm going to my podcast here. Let's see. Oh shit. It's only, oh no, no, no. I didn't refresh. Let's see. Feed. These are unplayed. Yeah, this is episode 16. I haven't done an episode in forever. Um, so first of all, you know, right off the bat, that was uh, that was Blood Orange playing the song EVP. I uh, actually heard this, the album for the first time today. Uh, I, I saw it on Pitchfork. It was Best New Music. Thought I'd give it a listen. It was awesome. Honestly, I thought it was like a rap record or something. Uh, just... Okay, sorry about that. I had to pause the podcast because, uh, again, technical difficulties. I need a new fucking computer, okay? Uh, I just I was hearing an echo, and if you heard an echo in the past minute, I apologize. Um, I'm just trying to get through this. I'm just trying to put an episode out there. So, like I was saying, just to get the you know, uh, requirements out of the way that I set for myself for this podcast. So, that was EVP by Blood Orange. New album came out, I think, maybe like June 17th, uh, June 24th. I'm not sure. I can check really quick. Uh, but actually, let's see. Mm, 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 mm. this is the exciting part of the podcast where you look at me or listen to me finding things out that I should have found out before I do the episode actually it came out June 28th huh came out on Tuesday that's really weird mostly albums have been coming out on Fridays lately so anyways um good album I would I would absolutely suggest listening to it and I would also suggest listening to my podcast which you're doing right now thank you for listening this is content for the culture episode 16 I talk about music um, movies and then television. Usually it's formatted that way. And then I talk about everything in between as well. And who knows with the way uh, the political climate's going, I might have to jump into politics. No, I'm just kidding. I'm too uninformed. I can't do that. I'll just make an ass of myself. I'll alienate my four listeners. Um, <laughs> so just to, you know, get started in, in terms of where the fuck I've been, why haven't I done an episode? Um, I first of all want to say thank you to the two, I think like three people that listened to it, which may not sound like a lot to anybody, but at least it's, it's, you know, it's better than nothing. Um, a few people were just like, Hey, like I enjoyed the podcast. Like when are you going to do another episode? And, um, I, first of all, really appreciate the feedback. And, uh, secondly, uh, it's also just like a good motivator. Cause you're like, Oh shit, people listen to this. And, you know, I think the phrase kind of explains it all. The more you do, the more you do, you know? And the more I podcast, the more I listen to music and watch movies and stay involved with the things I care about. And um, I kind of stopped doing that. I had a crazy, I had a crazy past couple months. Uh, dealt with moving out of my place, um, some personal shit, and it was just crazy, um, crazy busy, lots of different stuff. And I think I left you guys off last time with. Um, with my beloved Coachella adventures. 
um, one. <laughs> it was such a fucking nightmare of a festival trip uh, with one losing my contact in the grass and slamming my fist into the ground and finally getting the contact and being able to see the shows. Thank God. Um, and then two, also coming back with bed bugs, which was always a really nice thing to deal with that when <laughs> moving into a new place. It's like, mm, I swear I got rid of them. I hope I did. Uh, anyways, I am back. I'm doing an episode. It's awesome. Um, hopefully I'm going to get a new computer soon. My birthday is coming up on this Saturday. Um, if, <laughs> I just think I should put on some birthday music, maybe play a little Beatles. Um, I'll be the radio DJ and the podcaster at the same time. I've been listening to a lot of Howard Stern and like Adam Carolla show to, you know, Howard Stern's on Sirius XM. I got to log him for that now. Thanks to my beloved sister. And then, um, Adam Kroll is actually, you know, free podcasts on iTunes. Highly recommend if you don't have Sirius XM, um, because it's like a radio show where you have kind of like the sound bits in between and like, it, it just sounds like something you'd hear on FM radio, except it's on a podcasting in a podcasting format. So I'd highly recommend, um, but I was thinking, like, mm, maybe I could start doing that. But I think I need a new computer first. Uh, my computer just can't fucking keep up with anything I do. Um, you know, even on top of uh, even on top of moving and and my personal life and shit like that over the past month or so, I also dealt with. You know, I tried to make. I, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna use this time. I, I don't really have time to podcast. My computer can't handle me recording like this. There's all this crackling. It's like sample rate not reckoned. I mean, my computer's back from. You know, I got a freshman year of fucking college. It was like, you know, it's almost six years ago now. So it makes sense. Um, but I was trying to make music on there, and I've been working on that too, and getting some stuff together. And then the moment I put more than three or four instruments on there, it my computer just has like a fucking freak out like it just it just cannot hang it just cannot hang there's no chance and it's no shit talk against like mac or apple because i love my computer in general i love macs but it's just um my computer itself it's just uh it's it's just a piece of shit it's old so hopefully i get something new and um and it might have to be something a little small but i'm sure it can keep up better than this old piece of shit can so um we're nine minutes in and i'm just hoping i can make it all the way that's really all i'm hoping uh, just get a fucking podcast out there. Cause it's been too damn long. I miss it. And, uh, again, thanks to the people who, you know, reached out to me and, um, let me know that they were like, Hey, where the hell's that episode? I want to hear it again. And, um, yeah, I appreciate all that. Appreciate the feedback. So I took some notes. I kind of am coming in blind to this. I haven't done one in so long. There's literally so much I have to talk about. I, I had like two scrolls of notes on my iPhone for, uh, things to talk about for the past, like couple episodes I tried. And I didn't, you know, like I said, I did one episode or half of an episode. Honestly, I think I still have the file saved from like a week or two before I moved. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get this in here. I'm going to get it done. And I start the recording. I get 20, 30 minutes in and anybody who listened to this know it knows it's just me rambling. Okay. I, I'm kind of going off the cuff. I kind of follow some notes I've got and I go with it from there. I just like to get it out in one fell swoop. I don't do a lot of editing. That's really not my bag. It's not my bag, baby. That was a pretty bad impersonation. I'm sorry. I'm embarrassed of that. I, I see. And here's the problem with editing. I can't go back and take that out. Um, now that I don't do that anyways, I'm like halfway through this podcast and I'm fucking praying to God that this doesn't happen today. Um, and in the middle of it, my fucking microphone, computer, everything freaks out. So I might even just make this one shorter just to get something out there, uh, just to get it updated and just get you some new content to listen to, um, movies to watch, music to listen to. So as always, we start with music. And if you heard that dog bark in the background, I'm sorry. 
I heard that dog bark. I had to turn off the AC. This is how committed I am to this new podcast episode. I turned off the AC in my house and, and I'm in Phoenix. Okay. It's a hundred and fucking 10 degrees outside. I, I turned off the AC because the fan was blowing in the background and you could hear it. So I'm very dedicated to my craft. Um, sarcasm, sarcasm. Okay. So, uh, music, what did I have written down here? So yeah, I, I would say check out that uh, record by Blood Orange today. Um, I, I've been really into that kind of mix between like rock, R&B, pop sound. Uh, a lot of uh, very similar, uh, a lot of similarities, very similar to um, D'Angelo and the Vanguard and the Black Messiah album I had on my top 10 of 2015. Highly recommend that album, obviously, if you've never listened to, but um, that Blood Orange record kind of reminded me of that. Um, there's a, I, I might leave you with like a Dornick song at the end that reminded me of that. Um I'm not really sure what I'll choose. Uh, I'm not really featuring an artist necessarily because frankly, having not done this for probably two months now, I, it has to have been two months. I'm not even going to look at the dates cause it'll just depress the shit out of me. Um, but it's one of those things haven't done in two months. There, there's been so much more music I've discovered. Um, and so I'm just going to kind of turn you on to general things that I've been doing. And if you just follow my Spotify profile, you'll be able to keep up with it very easily. Um, as I always recommend, and just any playlist that I create as well. So first of all, um, the content for the cultured Spotify playlist, which there'll be a link in here, um, in the podcast itself, you can just click and follow it that way. If you want swipe up to the top and filter it by uh, date added, and you can just see the shit I add by the, you know, the newest stuff first. And we cracked 500 songs today on that thing. I mean, it's huge. It's a gigantic playlist. And I started that probably, probably the end of my senior year, near the end of my senior year of college. And, um, so it's been about a year or so year and a half, maybe. And, uh, yeah, I'd say a year and a half probably since I created it. So 500 songs is a lot. And I, I built the playlist before not intending to do a podcast, just kind of like I check pitchfork and I, you know, scour the web for new music. And I just added there things that maybe people would want to listen to that they never heard before. It's kind of like that Coachella playlist I made where it was more about, Coachella bands you haven't heard as opposed to, Hey, we're going to put all the fucking Calvin Harris's top songs on here. So, um, follow it up, uh, 502 songs. I think today, maybe I've added so much new stuff on there. It's so great. I love it. And I shuffle it. And even me, the one who I just add songs to it like crazy. Cause I'm like, I like that sound. I'll hear that eventually. And I just eventually shuffle it and I always hear something new. So I think it's a really great thing for someone such as myself. Hence why I do the podcast, always looking for new music. And I know it's a struggle out there to hear new good music that isn't on the radio. That isn't, um, very mainstream in terms of, okay, now I don't have to put a lot of effort forth because that's the thing, the hardest part about doing the podcast sometimes, and it's not hard. It's relatively hard. It's not even a real problem. It's a first world problem. The hardest part is finding the, the new music and sorry about that. Pause there. It's getting some crackling fucking need a new goddamn computer. Um, but you know, I got to kind of scour the web. I got to listen to new albums and I, I'm kind of of the mindset. Anybody who's listened those, I like to go track to track to track beginning to end. Um, and good things and bad things can come of that. You know, uh, one of my sisters sent me a screenshot of my Spotify listening. And because I was listening to a John Mayer album from beginning to end, they saw me listening to Daughters. So uh, it's like, hey, this isn't my favorite song, but I'm not going to skip over it. OK, I got to respect the artist. Haven't you listened to my podcast? Um, but anyways, you know, that's what it's there for. So please follow that playlist. Listen to it. Um, there's so much fucking new music on there. Like I said, I don't even really know where to begin in terms of, Hey, this is the artist I really want you to listen to. I listened to that blood orange album today. So I need to give it another few listens because honestly it was very interesting. I really enjoyed it and I hope you do too. Um, and on top of that, in terms of playlists, uh, there's three new playlists I've created 
that I would love for you to follow as well and just keep an eye on depending on your taste in music. So um, one playlist is something I've had for a long time, okay? And it's nothing that, you know, it's nothing special. It's actually at the bottom of my profile. It's called Blues Guitar. And if you're at all interested in playing guitar, learning how to play guitar, just if you like the blues, you just enjoy band kind of music that's maybe a little older, you know, I don't have like Mac DeMarco on there or anything really. I I have a few, I think maybe just something uh, so I can practice. It keeps all the maybe tracks I practice in one playlist. But overall, if you're just into that sound, um, I would definitely give it a listen. One of the artists I've really gotten into lately, Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, just an incredible Texan uh, blues guitarist died way too early. Obviously everybody knows who he is, but it's one of those moments where I, you know, I, the light bulb went off, which is always so great. Uh, he was one of those musicians where everybody's like, I love Steve Ray Vaughan, dude. Oh, do you listen to, you know, you like John Merrill? He, you know, learned from Jimi Hendrix to Steve Ray Vaughan. Got to listen to him. Listen to both of them. Not a big fan of Hendrix, not a big fan of Steve Ray Vaughan. And then finally, I, I think I heard, um, his cover of like Mary had a little lamb, which you're like, wait, what the fuck? That's a nursery rhyme. Well, you, it's a cover of buddy guy, an old blues musician from like the sixties, um, sixties and seventies. Um, who's I think still around and he's, he's sick as hell too. But, um, sick as hell, dude. It's a really great way to describe something. Uh, what do you mean sick as hell? I'm a little confused by that phrasing. Anyways, uh, I finally got to listen to that. I heard that cover and I was like, damn, this guy can play. This is awesome. I love this sound. And then I kind of just started to listen to his top songs and some of his other albums and everything. So that's a great playlist to check out. Also, I've been getting into jazz a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean a little bit because I think I have a playlist now that's built up to maybe like 14 songs. It's nothing. And then there's two other playlists I created at the top as well. One is it's chills with a Z because I couldn't come up with anything clever. Just like a laid back playlist or something when you're just relaxing. Not a lot of electronic necessarily. Um, more so just focused on like relaxing music in general, kind of verse, chorus, verse, chorus focused. And then finally, um, I created a chill electronic playlist, which I cleverly titled uh, Chilltronic. Um, but it's a good thing to listen to. You know, I was sitting with my roommate. I think we were like playing video games or I don't know, just chilling um, and just chilling, dude. Chilling, dude. Uh, we were just hanging out in the living room and... Um, I'm like, what music do you want to listen to? Like, and, and I started like rambling off like random genres that I wouldn't be prepared to play unless I was picking those awful Spotify playlists that I don't necessarily enjoy. Um, the ones with like 3 billion followers. <laughs> and it's like, okay, we have to, we have to appeal to every single listener on the planet. Um, instead I'm like, damn, no, I need to create like a relaxing electronic playlist. I have one electronic playlist on my Spotify. I'm sure I brought it up on here. It's like 130 songs, but really ranges from like, you know, deep house music, like something you'd play at a club versus like very strange, like Todd Terje-esque, like band electronic music. And then even goes as far as like very relaxing electronic music. So, um, instead of like having to skip songs and everything, you just put on a relaxing electronic playlist. And again, these things are building too, from the beginning. Um, I don't think they have more than 10 or 15 songs. Nonetheless, worth checking out, worth giving a follow. And I think I just spent the last 10 minutes whoring myself out, my Spotify profile and uh, my playlists and everything. But it's just good to be back. It's good to be podcasting. And I've been pausing it a little bit here and there. If you've been hearing some strange pauses, it's because there's a little crackling. I'm just dealing with this shitty computer. I'm going to tough it out. I got to make this fucking episode happen because I just want to get it up and going. Um, and then hopefully in the next week or so I can get a new computer and just fucking not have any problems with it whatsoever. Um, cause it just messes up my flow and it's just so frustrating for both you and me, obviously. So I think that pretty much covers the music talk. And like I said, I'm going to try and keep it quick. I mean, I'm already 20 minutes in, 
Um, and I'm not even going to be like, usually I talk about other things. Like I have jokes, not jokes, but things I'm like, I think this is funny. I guess that's a joke. Um, it's not like set up punchline kind of funny, like stand up comedy, but I'm like, I have these funny things written down, like for the, literally over the past two months, like funny observations where I'm like, I want to talk about that on the podcast and it just hasn't happened. So maybe I'll get to them. But for now I just got to do what I'm mainly focused on. And, um, and I, I just got to talk to you about, uh, the last playlist of, that I have to whore myself out for. <laughs> it actually is getting followers and this playlist is awesome. So to break it down, um, you know, I'm cheap as fuck. Okay. So as my roommate, we're all very frugal. I don't know, cheap, frugal, whatever, whatever you want to call it, whatever makes me sound less like a, you know, I don't know. I don't want to sound bad as necessarily. I just like to save money. Okay. I don't want to spend my money all the time. So we're always looking for good deals. I check like slick deals a lot. And we're on Slick Deals and there's a Spotify deal, which they have amazing deals, by the way, competing for Apple Music right now. And everybody knows I love Spotify and I'll support them forever. I think they're awesome. And I think the bullshit Apple Music's been pulling to restrict their new albums to their site, it's just very frustrating. I get it. But Radiohead's album comes out to Spotify a month later. Like, good Lord. Anyways, um, we see a deal that was like $15 for a Spotify family. Um, and basically you just get yourself and up to six people. I should get paid for this advertisement. I advertise things so many times for free on here. Cause I just, I get passionate about them. Um, but you know, six people up to that many for, um, 15 bucks total, which is either if you have five, which we do three bucks each a month or six, you get two fifty a month. So right now I'm paying $3 a month for Spotify and we just don't have a sixth person. And me and all four other, my buddies, we were just like, fuck it. Let's make a playlist. And then we called it uh spot of family. <laughs> it's very, it's very, very clever. It's much like how I wanted to make a chill electronic playlist. And I made a chill tronic playlist. Just, just fucking genius. Okay. Uh, and unrivaled intelligence over here in Phoenix. Anyways, uh, it's a great playlist. I think it's like up to 60 or 70 songs now. And essentially, um, I was trying to describe it to my buddies. I'm like, I don't even know what I would say. It's necessarily what his genre is, but if I had to give it a shot, it'd be like the first song we added to it. I put in, Oh shit, it's X or Oh shit, it's X uh, by Thundercat. Amazing song. Um, and I'm like, maybe that's just kind of the vibe we're going to go for. We all love that song. So we all just try and add songs that people love. If there's not a song one person doesn't like, they just boot it, just fucking kick it to the curb. And then we work from there. So it kind of helps weed out bad songs. I don't know if we've even necessarily done it yet, but, um, essentially if I had to describe it, it'd be like a alternative, like disco dance pop fucking party playlist. I don't know. And that sounds so douchey the way I described it, but I don't care because it's that good of a playlist. You'll put it on like, this is awesome. Um, I think it's something that's like, I wish you could hear music out like that. I think I always talk about music like that. I wish I could hear at clubs. And it's music that could, all of it, for the most part, could get by. There's like a couple songs that are maybe a little slower or something like that. But overall, they're really good. So it's, uh, yeah, it's called Spot of Family. I think like seven people are following that now. And, and these numbers are huge. They're astronomical, okay? <laughs> these are astronomical compared to what my other playlists have. And I don't care, and that's fine, because either way, someone's listening, and you're going to hear new music through this, uh, through this podcast and through that playlist, and that just gets me so jazzed. Okay, so now that I'm done whoring myself out about my playlists and everything, and I mind the awkward pause earlier. I apologize. Um, I got some movies to talk to you about. And I wrote down two. And next to each other, they could not be more opposite. And it fucking cracks me up. So I was trying to think of the movies I've seen lately. Um, and I went to the theater for one recently. And uh, another one I watched in the comfort of my own home. One was very good. One was very, 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 very bad. <laughs> so the one that was good is the one I saw in theaters. And I saw The Lobster with Colin Farrell. Um 
and I'll save the one that was bad. <laughs> it's a little bit of a tease. Keep you listening. So, um, the lobster, essentially the premise. And, and if you've heard of it, you know, it's, it's pretty brief. It's like, if you're single on earth, um, you have to find a mate in 45 days or you have, you literally turn into, uh, turn into like the favorite animal of your choice. Like you literally get to pick an animal and Colin Farrell plays the main dude starts out with this intro. Uh, you can tell his wife's leaving him or something. I'm not going to give it away necessarily. They kind of leave like basic clues along the way. Um, and he is single and he goes to this hotel, which is where everybody goes and single men, single women, and you have 45 days and he chooses to be a lobster. And that's pretty much where it goes from there. I think it's made by a French filmmaker. I mean, overall, it's one of those movies, like, I, I would say I don't want to spoil anything, but I really can't spoil anything because that's the premise, and you even deviate away from that, like, halfway through. Like, it, it the plot gets a little bigger than you would think, and it gets, it's very, it's very interesting. It's a very strange film, and it's one of those movies you're not going to want to sit and watch with somebody who likes a casual rom-com or something, you know, and no, no shit talk to those kind of people. That's fine. There's that place for that kind of genre and those kind of movies and those kind of people and everything like that with their tastes. That's totally fine. Um, but it is one of those movies. It's very strange. And, and for me, I love that. It's one of those films I saw and I texted my, my friend, I saw it the next day and luckily he's a, he's a film major and, um, Oh God, AC's coming on. You might hear that in the background. Fuck. Oh no. Can you hear that? Shit. I got to go turn that off one second. <laughs> okay. That's taken care of. Sorry. <laughs> I had to run away for a second. Um, and I guess that doesn't matter to you. I don't even need to say anything, but I, I love doing that and just coming back as like, I'm sure it's so weird for you hearing that like a half second later, he's back. Like, what the fuck? Why did he even say anything? But, uh, anyways, like I was saying before, um, I, I saw it with a film major buddy of mine and you know, that's always nice because he's a little more open-minded then maybe someone who's just not that into movies, which I get because it's a strange fucking film. Um, but it was very interesting. It made me think it made you ask a lot of questions about, um, you know, make you ask yourself questions about like romance, love and what you would do for someone, like how far you would go and not in like a corny way, not like I'd run to the ends of the earth. Like, no, in like a fucking legit, like, would you, would you actually though, you know, that kind of thing where it's like, whew, that's, that's crazy. So, and I know that sounds very fucking vague, but otherwise I'd be giving away a couple of fantastically tense scenes in the film and, um, not knowing what happens, I think is what makes them even that more powerful. So, and I know and anybody listening to this, who's probably listened to this before is like, um, what is he talking about? He spoils every fucking movie and show. And I do typically, but this is a movie that I went into pretty much completely blind. I saw it was certified fresh and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, John C. Riley's in it too. Rachel Weiss by the way, who is gorgeous. My Lord didn't even realize that before I was like, Holy hell. Um, why haven't I seen you before? Um, but those were, those were a couple of the actors. There were somebody at some other people in there that were pretty, um, like recognizable faces. I, I don't really, I couldn't really put a name to their face or anything, but overall just a talented cast and, and people behind the scenes and everything. And you can tell that it was just a very like artistic take on, on a story. And it was just something that, um, kind of just rocked my world for like a week. Like I remember texting my, my buddy who I saw it with the next week and just saying like, dude, this is still sticking with me. And he's like, I was just thinking the same thing. Cause it just, it goes like that. It's just that kind of movie. And for better or for worse, it's that kind of film. That's not for everybody. But if you want to go see something that you're like, holy hell, what did I just see? It's kind of what it is. I love that kind of shit. And I've preached it on here many, many times. 
I don't want to know what's happening next in any movie, show, song I listen to. And that's kind of the problem with some of that stuff, you know, and, and there's a time and place for that, of course, as well. I'm not saying I can't enjoy that kind of thing, but overall, um, check out that movie. Now, now for the, the second phenomenal film I saw, no, it was honestly one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I, and it knew it, it knew it was bad. I'm not saying they made it thinking, Hey, we're going to win fucking best picture, but I saw, and I know a person like me seeing it and I'm building up the tension. I'm just, I'm building it up right now. Um, I know a person like me seeing a movie like that. It's just, it's asking for it. You know, it's like, okay, dude, you know, you're not going to enjoy it. Why be an asshole and see it in the first place? But it's like, oh, it's so fun to talk shit about it. I'm sorry. Um, I saw the do-over with Adam Sandler and David Spade. And, and frankly speaking, like, I love David Spade. I think he's hilarious. He's a guest on the Howard Stern Show a lot, which I listen to. He's fucking hilarious on there. I saw him do stand-up live um, in LA last time I was there at the Comedy Store. He's great. Like, I honestly love him. I think he's a really funny dude. But I get his buddies with Adam Sandler, so they make those movies together. Again, time and place for that kind of genre. Um, and I'm going to get into the specifics of that in a second. But overall, it's a movie. Good Lord. <laughs> I, I mean, there were there were a couple of parts. And it was one of those movies me and my roommate just turned on, hungover. We're like, let's just put this on, get through it, and just see if it's good. And, you know, that's not setting the bar pretty high. That's like, that's, that's very low expectations. Like, Hey, this is going to be on in the background. Essentially look at your phone if you want to just enjoy it. And we just, Oh, it was so incredibly bad and so incredibly unfunny that, um, it was just, it was fucking hilarious in that, in that sense. But even still, I didn't find myself laughing very often, which is, uh, which is never a good sign for a comedy. But um, either way, if you get a chance to see it, I mean, maybe watch it out of curiosity. I mean, I would, I'm not remecking, uh, remecking, uh, recommending it, um, but it's either way. It's like, fuck, I, I mean, I, I would just say steer away from it. What I did want to say about it, though, which I find interesting, and um, I was saying this to my film major friend, uh, that. I do think Adam Sandler has found his like medium. He's kind of found his niche in terms of not making shitty movies, but making shitty movies on Netflix. And uh, that's not to say that his movies back in the eighties and nineties are bad. Obviously we all love happy Gilmore, everything like that, but his movies now aren't good. And he would tell you the same thing. They're like paid for vacations by him. Oh, someone just came home. So yeah, like, like I was saying, uh, I think he kind of found his, his spot in the medium of like, you know, filmmaking, television, whatever you want to call it. I wouldn't even know what you, you know, it's just a streaming service because his movies had been coming out for the past like five or 10 years. And I think they'd just been pretty much consistently flopping, maybe a couple of hits here and there. Um, but overall, you know, they weren't making money. People weren't going to see him because it's just it, the incentive really wasn't there anymore. You know, people go to the theater now, they want a spectacle. And that's kind of the beautiful thing about where the medium is headed in terms of being more streaming focused because, it doesn't need to be as big budget and it may be a little more indie, but it'll come straight to your TV as opposed to something in the theater. And that's why I was surprised with a movie like lobster seeing that in the theaters as well. It was very indie and I was like impressed. I saw it. It was like at a bunch of theaters in Phoenix, but I was like, you know, it got a little buzz so that it makes sense. That's how it goes. Um, nonetheless props to Adam Sandler in that sense. Like I do commend him in that way because Either way, that's enough money for Netflix. I'm sure they get hits streaming. I don't know how they necessarily make money off of that as a, just other than, you know, subscribers. And I don't know if they gain subscribers from Adam Sandler fans. Who knows? But either way, I think it's the right thing to do because if I saw a movie that fucking bad in theaters, I would immediately walk out and get a refund. Absolutely. But because literally it was even in the comfort of my own living room, 
my roommate and I had a hard time finishing it. I mean, I remember at Turner at like the 20 minute left mark 30, you know, just like, Oh, we got to see the ending, which obviously we don't. Um, I'm like, do we need, do we need to do this? And he just says, we've come this far, you know, which is like, that's never a good sign with a movie or anything. So it was, it was pretty horrible, but I, I had a good laugh about it and, and it was, it cracked me the fuck up and, and in not the best way, but I still had a good time watching it. Okay, so what were the last few things I want to talk about? So those are movies, and then, yeah, we're 30 minutes in, and I would usually go an hour, but I swear, like, I have to keep pausing my fucking podcast and moving my computer around because it's so, it gets so hot on the bottom. It gets hotter than fucking Phoenix in the summer. That's how hot that fucking thing gets. It could burn a hole in the sun. I literally, I put it on my lap when I watch movies and shows at night, like, oh, I'll just, you know, stream something here. And it just like makes my fucking stomach. So I'm like, Oh God, I got to put it on my bed. And then it makes like my bed hot. And then like I have my fan on and it's still hot and it's just, ugh, it's awful. It's just this, it's like a mini sun just sitting in my fucking room all the time. If I ever use it, it's horrible. So I need a, I need a fucking new laptop. Um, anyways, the last few things I want to talk about were just a couple of television shows, suggestions. And then, um, like I said, I did suggest um, Adam Carolla show and Howard Stern show earlier. If you ever get a chance, if you Sirius XM honestly might be worth it just because of Howard Stern, his show is incredible. Um, and I love, I love Carolla as well. I've really gotten into him in the past month and I think he's worth listening to. It's fucking hilarious. And I watched a couple of his movies on um, Amazon. I became a little fanboy over the past month while, uh, while I was away from podcasting, followed a fellow podcaster and got into that. So the two shows I want to talk about, um, number one, uh, was Thrones and then a new suggestion for a show, which I'll, I'll keep towards the end. And I think you'll love that. Um, it's really something you probably never even watched before. So Thrones itself, I'm just going to start from episode eight. And initially, you know, when I finished that episode, I couldn't bitch enough to coworkers, friends, whoever about it. I hated it. Um, and spoiler alert, whatever from here on out um, on Thrones. If you haven't seen it, you got to get on it. Jesus Christ. It's fucking Thursday. Okay. What are you doing with your goddamn life? Um, anyways, um, I saw that eighth episode and I fucking despised it so much. And you know, everybody knows I love HBO. i watch a lot of their stuff. I just did not like the episode itself. No disrespect to them as a network or anything, but that episode, I just was not a fan. There were so many corny moments. And it's honestly, I remember thinking to myself watching it and I go, fuck, I wish I could have just done a podcast right after watching that. Cause that would have been hilarious. And now I've already seen these next two episodes, which were frankly incredible that it's hard for me to even be mad, but just a couple of things. It was very corny in some instances. Uh, we have the scene with Cersei and her, like the doctor dude. I don't know. Like the guy who made Franken Frankenstein, uh, her, her mount, the mountain, you know, Jesus, I don't, I'm so bad with the character names. It's hilarious. Like, dude, you do a podcast about this. Maybe take note of them. I, I don't know. The blonde haired looking lady. Um, with the short hair, uh, anyways, he, she says to him, like, did you look into that thing I told you to? He's like, yes. She's like, was there more? He's like, much more. And it was just like, Oh, cringy, cringy, cheesy, cringy cheese. Um, the scene with Tyrion talking with gray worm, the eunuch warrior, which I'm sorry, I don't really care about his backstory. And, um, the gorgeous, by the way, uh, actress next to him, who's the, I don't know what she, what her name is again. Again, I don't know. Uh, she has like an Afro, um, him talking to them and them telling jokes in that scene. I was so uncomfortable the entire fucking time. I'm like, I hate this so incredibly much. And there was just no point to it. I was so over it. 
And then finally, obviously like the worst part of the episode, I just couldn't stand it was the whole thing with Arya running away. Um, and the way they patched it up at the beginning, literally and figuratively, um, patched up the plot and patched up Arya at the beginning of the episode with her getting stabbed like six fucking times, I think. Um, and like the stomach, which, and this is so lame, but I did read an article where like someone literally said, um, that like, Oh, that wouldn't scientifically speaking, she would be dead. Like it would have easily hit this certain, you know, artery or intestine or whatever. And obviously we don't need to get into that. It's a TV show, but it was like, dude, this is unbelievable that at the beginning of the next episode after that happens and she gets stabbed and I'm like, Holy shit, how are they going to write their way out of this one? She meets the lady actress who literally all she says is, well, I used to beat up my ex-boyfriends a lot and I had to patch them up all the fucking time. Minus the effort. She didn't say that there. But that was the overall gist of it. It was just so, like, I, I, I don't know. I just was like, okay, I can't believe that. Like, how fucking convenient. And she didn't know that. It, it was just like, okay, she patched up, like, a, patched up a six stab wound gut. Like, good Lord. Whatever. And then the ending, too, with the many-faced God and everything and the, the other girl following her. I mean, literally, I don't know anybody's names or actors, actresses' names. But, um when she's getting chased by her and it was like, first of all, like a chase scene that would like would have made the French connection jealous. And still it was like so bad, you know, in terms of length, that's all I'm saying. It was, it was as long as the one in French connection where you're like, Oh my God, this is so tense. Except I was watching it. And I was like, this is not tense. I could care less. I literally almost want her to die because I'm like, what the fuck is even happening? Um, and again, and prefacing it, like I said, the next couple episodes were so goddamn good. It doesn't matter. Um, but those were just a couple things I wanted to bitch about and I can't even get that far into them. Like I was really, and it's kind of a disappointment cause I was very angry a couple weeks ago about it. I was very frustrated. I was just, I just couldn't not get pissed off about it. And then I finally saw episode nine. We got the battle of the bastards. That was awesome. That was such a satisfying episode. And then to conclude, we got episode 10, which frankly, I honestly think is probably my favorite episode of Thrones ever. Um, I just think it was the most satisfying in terms of plot development, character development, just everything moving forward. The show always leaves you with cliffhangers. And yeah, there's certain cliffhangers in some sentences where we don't know where it's going from here, but we got such a ending to certain characters, like sub storylines, as opposed to the entire thing, like their entire lifeline on, you know, in, in Westeros or whatever, we got like a very good mix of like spoiler alert, you know, Cersei finally making moves where she's hasn't done shit for two seasons, which is fine. And it made us love her. Like, I mean, it made me, I honestly think she might be one of my favorite characters on the show. Like I'm actually rooting for her and she's a bad bitch. Like it's badass. And then on top of that, um, we got fucking Daenerys making moves. She's headed into King's Landing. Thank God. Finally, it's been like six seasons and you're like, when is this ever going to happen? Tyrion's headed that way too. She got her ship. She's got everything. I mean, essentially they wrapped up these things that they've been hinting at foreshadowing, building up since literally season one. And you could argue that with a lot of things, you know, like this person pursuing to be king and like, you know, obviously they do that every once in a while, but overall, I mean, just across the board, all the characters, it was just so mind boggling. Like I couldn't believe it had as much action as it did there. Um, and I just fucking loved it. I love where the season's headed. I love Cersei and her character and where she's going. I'm interested to see where, uh, what Jamie's thinking of that because he gave her that look at the end of the season. We're like, Oh, what the fuck have you done? And then, um, pretty much after that, I mean, what else happened? We have Jon Snow and, and Sansa and Kingsland or, uh, in Winterfell. See, I know some of the names of the places and I know some character names, just a few, but, uh, 
either way, it, it was just, I loved it. And I thought episode eight was bad. I thought episode seven and six were pretty boring and slow. I mean, I get it. It slows down a little bit, but I had to deal with that week by week bullshit of episode watching. It's just brutal. Um, but it, it was, it was fucking phenomenal in the end and totally worth it. Totally worth every second. And the season and in the end ultimately was so good. And specifically the thing I wanted to talk about with the ending episode was, was that first 20 minutes. And I, I'm not, I'm not kidding at all. Like I'm not exaggerating literally my roommate and I, and obviously it's like an hour and 20 minute episode. Like you're into it. It's like a fucking movie. You're like, let's go, let's get it done. After that first 20 minute segment where you have the tension building up with Cersei and her son and, uh, you know, the King Tommen and the religious zealot who looks a lot and sounds a lot in terms of what he's speaking, uh, like Bernie Sanders and Marjorie and everybody in the sept. And it was just like so tense and you have no idea what's going on. I, I thought the music was just incredible. It was phenomenal. If you, if you didn't take note of it, that's totally fine, but you probably were into it too much to even notice. It was just so well done. Go back and watch that first 20 minutes again. We watched it again that night, my roommate and I. And after the, after the end of that first 20 minute segment, when it finally finishes with, you know, the sept's been blown up, they built the tension there. Um, Tom and jumps off the fucking balcony. We literally paused it. We're like, what? I mean, and, and that's, that's kind of why I love that episode in general. They just took care of so much where you're like, damn, I didn't think they would go that far and go that fast, but they did. And it was awesome. And we've been waiting so goddamn long for it to happen. And it was so great. Um, and fucking totally worth it. So just a great end of the season and kind of a bummer kind of a bummer. I didn't really get to talk about it during the season, like while it was happening. Cause in the peak of the season with stuff happening with, uh, Daenerys and you know, when she like comes out of the flames and the, uh, whatever camp that is, they're not wildlings. I don't know. I'm tired of these names and characters. Um, after that, I mean, I didn't even get to talk about that cause I just haven't done the podcast in so long and I just have a lot of shows to catch up on too, but that's kind of the main thing I wanted to mention. And it was just a phenomenal season. If you haven't watched it, I mean, obviously I just spoiled everything for you. Um, uh, but also one of those people I was talking to, about the podcast, they said, I like the way you format it, where you talk about music, movies, and TV, or whatever, I mix TV and movies, sometimes, I don't know, um, the way it's split up, so then you can kind of fast forward between different segments and stuff, and hear what you want to hear, which is awesome, and then you can also skip over shit that might be spoiled, so if anybody hasn't seen it yet, I really did hope, I do hope you skipped over that, and um, I <laughs> hope I didn't just ruin that fucking phenomenal finale, it was just such a great episode, I loved it, the music was fucking incredible, it was so tense, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time and it, I felt like I was in a movie theater in my own living room. It was awesome. It was so great. Um, so finally, I guess the last thing I wanted to talk about was just a show I've been watching and enjoying and um, that's the uh, Larry Sanders show. And so what that comes from is you're like, wait, well, that sounds familiar. I don't know. I feel like I've heard of that. It's a show from the early 90s, uh, early to mid 90s and um, actually I think, yeah, it was like 1982, 97. I don't know. There's like six seasons. Anyways, um, it's with that comedian who passed away in like, or not in, it literally was like a couple months ago and, and like the whole comedy world was like shooken up by it. And I'm a big, I'm a big stand up comedy fan. I listen to you know, like Mark Maron's podcast, Bill Burr's podcast, stuff like that. I love, uh, stand up comedians. So they were all broken up about it. I didn't really get it. And I didn't really get the hype, not because I didn't think it was funny. I just didn't know. I had no idea. I'd never seen him, never really heard him. So I think I listened to his episode on the WTF podcast with, with Marin and it was good. But, you know, it's just an interview. Um, and then I heard a lot. Sorry, you're hearing the toilet flush from my roommate. It's just like, there's going to be background noise. This is going to be kind of a sloppy episode. You're going to hear some pauses here and there, but I'm going to fucking upload it and you're going to hear it and it's going to be awesome. And we'll finally be back on the fucking grid, baby. Um, anyways, the show is so fucking great. It's so awesome. And basically, it's the reason I love it, it's so ahead of its time. And 
it it follows Gary Shandling. He plays the lead guy, and he plays Larry Sanders. And you know, Gary Shandling's a comedian in real life, so he plays a comedian in the show. He's phenomenal, but he plays like a a late night host comedian. You know, like a David Letterman esque person, kind of a smart ass. Um, and it basically most most of the episodes start with a you know the opening from. Uh, from Hank, the lead guy played by Jeffrey Tambor, who's hilarious. And, hey, no, he always drops that line. It's fucking awesome. And that's where Howard Stern gets it. That's kind of why I said that at the beginning. And I'm going to play the clip from it where he talks about, well, where he got the phrase from. It's fucking hilarious. It's like he's, he plays this dope on the show that like, you know, they work well on, on that specific talk show together, him and him and Larry. But outside of it, like Hank is just this guy who's like wants attention. He's he wants to be the main dude, and it's just so fucking comedic and so well written. It's incredible, and and frankly, I think it's better and funnier than Seinfeld, in a way of in the sense of not being a sitcom and not being cheesy, not being forced to have the laughs. It's just so clever, and so every episode starts with Hank introducing it and he gives the hey now Larry Sanders whatever. And Larry Sanders goes, gives his monologue. Not every episode starts like that, but, and his monologues are fucking funny too, because he's a stand-up comedian. They have good writers and all that. And he created the show. And then eventually the camera cuts and you see it from a different angle and you kind of get that perspective. It's like when Frank Underwood looks at the camera and you're like, Oh shit, like this is different than I thought he's going to talk to me. And he doesn't talk to the camera. He doesn't break the fourth wall. But what he does do, you know, it cuts and then you're like, oh, we're just in the studio. You can see the walls and you can see the, you know, you, you can't tell. It's not a television show anymore. It's just like a studio that they're working on. And then it cuts to the backstage and in the office and yeah, it has a little bit of home life. But overall, I would highly recommend watching it. I think it's fucking comedic gold. I think it's so funny. It's very low key humor. It's not laugh out loud humor, but it's cleverly written. It's not corny, um, which sometimes Seinfeld could be and curb. You know, it has plots in that sense where they use a specific item, a specific thing to carry the plot forward. That whole episode, um, like the previous episode I watched was, and, and, uh, it was centered around him. Larry bumps into a lady at a grocery store, knocks her over, knocks and she like knocks over a bunch of shelves and stuff. And like, he didn't know. And he was having like a migraine. And then he eventually brings her on the show at the end of the episode. It's hilarious. Another good episode is when, and this was what I love too, cause it kind of had the business side of the entertainment industry. Um, it had him talking about, uh, what was it? It was his Hank was trying to leave and, and it's, you know, the guy plays this bumbling idiot kind of character, but he's, you know, good on the show. People like him and he's talking a big game. Like, well, I'm going to leave. They don't want to pay me enough. And then on the side, it's like, Oh, I don't have any, you know, I, and he's, you know, it, well, he's talking big. He's like, I have so many offers. I'll be good to go. And obviously he's just talking shit. You know, he's like, does nothing. And he just wants to get more money. And it's just funny to see that side of it. And it's very cleverly written. It drives the episode forward the whole time. And, and the interaction between the characters is awesome. And it really, like I said, it's ahead of its time. You know, you might watch curb and be like, Oh, I love this premise. I love that. It's real life with Larry David kind of, you know, but it's written, but improv. And this is a little more written. It's not improv like that, but at the same time, it still follows that same structure. It's still a show. It's still, um, it still has structure to it and it still has a plot and, and it keeps it going, keeps building the characters as the season goes on. And I haven't even finished the first season, but you really can't find it streaming anywhere. Um, I did find the first episode on YouTube for free and it sounded fine because you might find some other episodes. I clicked on the links and they have like the voices fucked up. They're like tuned up really high or really low, like, like, uh, uh, toned wise or whatever. Um, 
and what is that word? Well, it just goes up and you know what I mean? And it just sounds like fucking you're listening to Mickey mouse. Like, I don't know. It's weird. And so they do that because I'm guessing it's not copyright infringement or whatever, but I did find the first and second episode. I think I even started with the second. I was like, I've always wanted to watch this. YouTube suggested it. Of course, YouTube amazing all the time. So entertaining all the fucking time in my life. And uh, I got really into it. So I would highly suggest it. Just check it out on YouTube. And then who knows, maybe you'll scour the internet some way like I did. And I, uh, I found that way I could stream the episodes and watch them because eventually they're going to bring it to HBO. I have HBO go, but it's not there yet. And I just enjoy, uh, I enjoy the show too much to not watch it. So I would say, give that a watch. Enjoy it. It's Larry Sanders, uh, the Larry Sanders show. Um, and that's pretty much it. I, I do want to play the little clip real quick from the, uh, from the, show it's fucking hilarious of how he got hay now and then that's where howard stern got it from too it's fucking awesome here, right here let me put it on you know hank i was just uh, wondering why you say that hey now thing what do you mean well it's just something that you used on the show and now you start using it in your personal life and, and, and it's an affectation of some sort isn't it did you ever say hey now as a, as a kid no i don't i probably didn't uh-huh um but uh, I, uh, I said, uh, hey. Yeah. And I said, uh, now. I right, mean, right, at, sure, at different sure. times. I but see. I, I, no, I never put them together till later in life. Uh-huh. So, in that sense, it's, it's, uh, it's part of my personality. You know, Hank, this isn't easy for me, but. Uh... <laughs> I love that so much. He's such a fucking fool he's such a great character that jeffrey tambor and you can tell from the voice he's in like arrested development and everything and it's awesome to see him back in the day he still looks the exact same but i just love that well i said hey and i said now different times of course but it's just fucking awesome and it's just that kind of clever dorky not dorky sorry uh clever humor very well written and just by a guy who's a solid comedian and knows what he's doing um and frankly a true legend honestly watching it again uh, or not again, but watching it and going back and being like, damn, like this is in the early nineties and someone was doing a show like this, like this still holds up and not many comedies, let alone many films in general, but comedies, especially in the way sense of humor, senses of humor change, even over 10 to 20 years. Um, it's pretty incredible cause it's fucking hilarious and I think you'd enjoy it. So with that being said, um, let's leave you with a song here. I want to put something good on. So I started with blood orange. Listen to that album. Uh, I would say, what you need to listen to now is fuck it. Let's put on watch me dance by Tom Mish. Um, I, I, if you have a chance to listen to drive by Dornick, I think it's great. That R and B feel, but I'm going to put this song on. It's one of those songs that's on spot of family. Um, <laughs> and it starts a little slow. It's like one of those ones I was saying, well, it's a little slow. Maybe you wouldn't want to play the party, but man, when that chorus gets going, he's literally just, it's so fucking groovy. So enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Episode 16. We're finally back. I'm so excited to be back on the grid. And then hopefully in future episodes, um, if I can get this to not have feedback. So yeah, hopefully, um, once I get a new computer and, uh, get GarageBand actually working again, I can maybe play some of my music on here for you too. And you can check it out. I'll be on SoundCloud and everything. No problem. Anyways, without further ado, here is Watch Me Dance. That's the song, yes. Watch Me Dance by uh, Tom Mish. Thank you. Have a great rest of your week. I'm going to go have a fucking awesome birthday weekend. And uh, thanks for listening. This has been Content of the Culture. Like I said, a little slow to start. Just be patient with it, like a fine wine.
Remember every move you made as if it was still true Is there I am king that I feel brand new Cause you're in my soul, can't let you go fighting for you dreams or make you appear oh, oh oh as we move closer and I groove with you blue and green rays they shine through hey feel the energy you don't have to try can see it in our bodies, you can see it in our eyes. Watch me dance with this memory, just as real, just as heavenly. Watch me dance in my reverie, the lights decay, love remains. Watch me dance with this memory, just as real. Just as heavenly, watch me dance.